0: Boom, Chase Gutierrez bringing us in today.
1: Yes, sir, it's what I do.
0: You haven't been behind the deck there for me in a long time.
1: No, I think uh, this, what, has got to be the third time ever. I like that. Yeah, me too. I like that.
0: Rode in here on a Harley, didn't you? I sure did. Yeah, I like that. You're a badass now. I like to think Look so. at the transformation you've done here in the last few years.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm bald now. I've got a Harley,
0: you know. Bald, You complain. got the, you got the shadow on the head deal, the...
1: Yeah, you know, it's a, it looks a little strange right now with the oh, it beauty does? and, like, you know, no, it's good. I haven't shaved, you know, but, you know, oh, I'm working so on it. I'm working right, on it. You right. know. So you're unkept today. I'm unkept today. Let know. me tell you
0: who is kept. Tell me. Today's guest. Well, I mean, you're not a kept woman. I just mean you've. I clean up. Yes, I that's what up. I was trying to say. Yes, yes. <laughs> you don't look like little monster today. <laughs>
2: I was little monster literally an hour ago. You were. Yes.
0: Just hitting people, kicking them, Urgh. hurting them, growling. I just kicked
2: somebody on my way in the door. I heard that. Yes. Who did you
0: kick? Was it Travis? Who did she kick?
2: What on was the way his in. Name?
1: Do you know? Uh, wh- which? What did they look like? Uh, beige shirt. Beard or no beard. I love no, that you don't even know. I You're just, just so just focused on people. a leg you were kicking. Yeah, I'd just be a, kicking people. She just saw, she just saw a... Yeah, a, a, just carnage. Red, well, there's you know? probably a chalk outline out there in the hallway yeah, yeah. right now, so we'll check it out after the show. Whichever engineer
0: has a broken leg. Is, is <laughs> that's <right>. it.
2: That's <laughs> the Great. One. Yes. So I'm going to
0: have a fucking workman's comp claim against me now. Thanks. <laughs> Perfect. You're Thanks welcome. Thanks a lot. It's yeah, that's good. what I'm
2: here for. Yes. Well, this was a
0: long time coming. We've threatened to do a podcast multiple times. I fucked it up every time.
2: No, no. It was me who was busy in the gym, just like I was today. You know, I was late today. I no, was but I running can't. Like I late flat and... out
0: canceled once, didn't I? You I had did. to move it. I'm sorry. Did. I'm
2: trying to, you know, I'm trying to take the heat off of you on yeah, that one. Yeah, no, that was but... nice.
0: I saw what you did, but mm-hmm. I want to own the the fuck up that's you know?
2: okay we're here now we're here we're now this let's
0: focus on the positive
2: yes yeah oh t- everybody who doesn't know hi my name is vanessa little monster demopolis
0: yeah well he's. i am a ufc
2: he'd... strawweight is that what's going on over
0: there yeah that's he puts it up. Just put wanna, it up again i just yeah. wanted
2: to flex yeah yeah, yeah. i just want flex to
0: flex to wow look at the guns <laughs> yes. buy tickets to the gun show here, do you want to do that one more time so we can clip it you know good
2: douche
0: Ooh, it. i like that with the sound effect <laughs> do you lift weights a lot
2: I lift weights a few times a week, yeah. You do? Just, I mean, general strength and conditioning training. Not yeah. going
0: heavy, like crazy, just, just enough to challenge yourself kind of deal?
2: Yes, because okay. if we go crazy in the weight room, then, like, we could potentially hurt ourselves doing some right. training.
0: Right, right, right. It's
2: not safe, but so you, people do it.
0: You try to be mindful of don't get injured on the road to getting back into the fight, right? I like try, you have to, but it's, it's hard, such a right? struggle for me. Really? Yeah. Like the sparring piece of it too?
2: Sparring, because like uh, sparring, I'm actually less intense because okay. I know I need to be responsible. It's right. doing things like hitting pads where I just want to like smash the pads a thousand percent, you know, or oh. rolling jujitsu with people because yep. I'm very competitive and I'm extremely flexible. And extremely strong, so like I'll go with a guy and be just as competitive as if I was like competing in a tournament. Got it. And just like completely super bend myself into weird positions that I probably shouldn't be in. No human should ever be in. And then <laughs> I'm just like comfortable there. And right. Something pops, and I'm like, oh shit! Were you have done that. A, Were you
0: a gymnast at one point, also, or no?
2: Just a stripper.
0: Just a stripper. Yes. <laughs> um that's where the flexibility came. Like yes. pole, literally like pole work. Literally or?
2: pole dancing is really? like the biggest base that I could ever ask for. Yeah. Really?
0: How many years did you do that?
2: Thirteen.
0: No kidding. Yes. Wait. Do I know <laughs> how old friends, you are? I know. Like, I, I just. I wait. How could you? So you, you were stripping at the age of eleven. Like what? Yes. What, I don't understand. All right.
2: Yeah, I'm thirty five.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm I retired to, two years ago. The math is not mathing for me. But okay, I got it. Wait, you yeah. retired how many years ago? Two years ago. From so wait, when did you get in the UFC?
2: Uh, two and a half years ago.
0: Oh wow! So you were still okay?
2: Yeah, I was still dancing. Really? Yeah. When did, I was in the, as as an active UFC fighter, I was still also an active entertainer.
0: What city?
2: Um, I bl- I was in Phoenix at this time.
0: Did yes. anyone ever recognize you or no?
2: That's why I kind of stopped. Oh, because
0: you were like, this is not a good look. Yeah, I was Dana's like, gonna be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah,
2: someone saw me as I was like coming up to them to like ask if they wanted entertainment, and they were like, oh, you're the UFC fighter. And I was like, yeah, bro, don't make it weird. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. And that was the last time I was like, all right, this has got to stop.
0: Yeah. yeah. What, was it fun?
2: I thought it was a great time. Yeah. I mean, I people, people like literally a, threw money at me to smile and dance in my underwear. Right. So
0: I think people have a, there's like a negative stigma with some people, you know, that comes, goes along with dancing, but it's really not a big deal.
2: Yeah. Right? I mean, I understand the negative connotations that come with it. There's like a lot of really fucked up shit that happens in right. the entertainment industry. So
0: I'm sure everyone has their own boundary line that mm-hmm. does it, but I almost feel like you guys are like just actors playing a part essentially. Yes. Right. Yeah. you It's you're not, not that wrong. big a deal.
2: Yeah, you're not wrong. I actually wrote a book to help girls uh, not compromise their morals and values Mm. because, like you said, everybody has a different set of boundaries.
0: Right. And that that line moves, I think, for some. That's the danger, right? Like in the beginning, it's like no one's going to touch me. If they touch me, I'm going to grab their hands and like put it behind their back or whatever, right? And then, well, let them kind of touch a little bit. Well, you can touch my butt maybe, but not the tits or – right? Like (laughs) does the line start moving and –
2: yeah, I think for most of the line moves, right. yeah. 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 But then, yeah, I had fun the whole time. Like my dad taught me when I first got in, um, you know, make a list of things in your head that you'd never do for money and yep. don't do them. And then you'll be able to walk away and look at yourself in the mirror. Right. So no, that's good advice. all those years later, you know, and I and really your, stayed true to my dream of being a UFC fighter.
0: And it was your dad that gave you that advice.
2: It was my father, yeah. So was
0: that a weird conversation? Like, did he find out? You went to him ahead of time? You're like, hey, this is what I'm thinking of doing.
2: So my dad was a DJ in the industry. and. My my mom was a stripper, and that's oh, wow. actually how they met.
0: Really? So, <laughs> yes. This is... I love it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's how I became... an. Uh, no, that's not how I became an entertainer. Like, right. actually, when I told my dad that um, I had started dancing, he advised against it, and I was like... But he's like, well, if this is what you're going to do, then here's how you do it.
0: Was it in the same club he was a DJ? No, absolutely no. not. No. Okay. No. That's- Although
2: we had, like... Worked at the same club at different times.
0: Okay. Yes. And was your mom still dancing when you started dancing? No. Okay. No. You know where I was head of I do know where you are. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking the money comes rolling in <laughs> for that one. No. 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 Some fetish shit going oh, on there. Oh my
2: goodness. No yeah. good. No good. Right. No good.
0: And so you hung it up. Do you miss it? No.
2: I don't miss the industry at all. Okay. But I will always love dancing. Okay. Yes. So even still, um, at where I lived out in Arizona, I had a pole up in my living room. Um, after I had retired, I put the pole up because I was like, I love dancing still and um, would do like the videos of all the acrobatics and stuff that I would do. I was a real aerialist.
0: Really? Yeah. Have you been to any of the clubs here in Vegas?
2: I have. Yeah. I used to work at some.
0: Oh, oh, you did out yeah. here. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know there's a reality show now for, I haven't seen it, but... Uh, Peppermint Hippo has a reality show. I don't remember what network. Interesting. Um, Did you know there's a club called Peppermint Hippo? Uh, Um, Sounds cool. Yeah. It's like the (laughs) answer to Spearmint Rhino, I guess. Peppermint (laughs) Hippo. It's kind of funny. But uh, okay, okay. And um, what got you into fighting?
2: Um, Actually dancing. So growing up uh, in schools, I was constantly fighting. But I only fought boys.
0: Okay.
2: Um, I Yes. <laughs> I was raised by my grandparents, mm-hmm. and uh, my grandmother, one day I had came home after a fight, and she was like, you can never hit a girl, because they're going to sue us, and they're going to take away the house, and you're going to become an orphan. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Never hit a girl. Yeah. Okay. So I fought boys in school. I got kicked out of four schools in one calendar year.
0: Whoa. Mainly for trouble You're a troublemaker. Fighting. You are a little monster. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yes. <laughs> so... <laughs>
0: How do you end up in a fight with a boy, though? Like, uh, how does that walk me through that?
2: I, I used to stick up for bully or, yeah, I used to oh, stick up okay. for nerds a lot. Okay. Well, I mean, you for call them For guys getting but, bullied. Well, girls or guys or girls. Whoever. Anybody. Anyone who's getting bullied, I right. was just like, I'll defend them. And I used to, like, walk up to people and just, like, suck them in the mouth. Because
0: you'd hear they were bullying someone or you'd be witnessing bullying someone or they
2: were being mean, yeah, or I'd witness it right. or something, yeah. And I just go up to people and just fight them.
0: And would the guys hit you back or? Yeah, they would yeah. instantly. Like
2: some, yeah, I mean, for some it
0: had to be a mind fuck. Like, what do I do? Fuck, what do I do? Like, it's a girl. Like, what do I do? Right? <laughs> yeah,
2: but I was also known for fighting. Got it. So, like, yeah, they didn't. Like, I won some, I lost some. Like, sometimes I got my ass kicked, but really? like most of the time, I, I beat some ass. Yeah. And
0: you had no training at that point.
2: Absolutely not. Nothing. Wow. No yeah, I was just a rough kid. and I was the oldest too. so it's not like I had like older siblings that were beating me up all the time.
0: So yeah. where did the skills come from? Just it's just in you.
2: um just, well, when I was dancing about like two years in, um one of the managers was a kickboxing instructor. okay, and all the girls kept trying to fight me, and uh, he's like he was just like being a jerk. And he's like, you know, if you put that same skill towards fighting that you put into dancing, you might do something with your life. No shit. And I was like, teach me how to fight. And he's like, absolutely not. He's like, people go to the gym to get away from people like you. Because I was, I was really a troublemaker, like a hundred percent. Got it. And I had like tons of piercings, dreadlocks, like really? the whole nine. So
0: yeah, you were, an, you'd classify yourself as an angry teen. Yeah. yeah How absolutely.
2: come? I I don't know, man. I was just mad at the world. Why? Yeah. I, I think, like, being raised um, by my grandparents, you know, not having my parents.
0: You were mad at them? I was
2: mad at them. Um, I was angry. Like, I, you know, we didn't grow up with a lot of money. So it's like I never had the cool clothes. I never, I got picked on in school a lot. Um, Our grandparents took us over to Greece Mm -hmm. uh, when we were very, very young. Mm. So... Greek ended up becoming my first language really so when I came here to America I couldn't speak any English or communicate with the kids in school and I got picked on like a lot so I was just I was just some angry angry kid I was mm. very bad in school like scholastically Yep. so yeah there was just like
0: are you good with the parents now
2: yes yes my dad turned out to be my best friend really yeah before he ended up passing but he was like my best friend man like okay. we were super dope oh. and uh my mom i'm cool with her i'm cool with her cool or no i'm cool with her okay yeah when's
0: the last time we talked to her
2: um earlier this week we oh, we're you're texting cool with her. Okay. yeah we're cool yeah right. i
0: was just testing making sure we're <laughs> are just you saying really that. cool yeah. with her? Yeah. yeah i wanted the dirt um <laughs> and grandparents are still around or no
2: um, my grandfather actually just passed like two weeks ago.
0: Oh, that's great timing of me to ask. Right. No, I'm okay. I'm okay. Insert yeah. foot into mouth. Cool. Great. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all right. You want to end the show, Chase? <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. Sounds like a weapon. Yeah, sounds, yeah. Sounds what else sounds can good. I fuck up here? What else do you uh, want to talk about? That's the sore subject. What should we do? Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> no,
2: I'm all right. So, I, I mean, I got to go home and like be with the family and okay. stuff and I'm going to go back home for the holidays. So okay.
0: And home there. is?
2: Cleveland, Ohio. Right.
0: I know. I'm I know. Land, Remember, bro. I have to ask some of the questions like I don't know.
2: Yeah, no, I'm, okay. from, I'm from Cleveland.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I like Cleveland. The problem with Cleveland I have is uh, in the summertime or this fall, I guess. You ever go to any baseball games? You ever go to like watch the I've Indians? Been, or? I've been. You've got those midges, those little fucking like flies. Do you know what I'm talking about? Okay. Oh my god, you gotta. Um, do you know what I'm talking about, Chase? If I have you no clue. Google Jabba. J O B A Chamberlain. He's a pitcher for the uh Yankees. And when the Yankees are playing Cleveland in the playoffs, um I just remember he got these s- like hit by this swarm of these fucking things on the pitcher's mound. It is disgusting. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're almost
2: like moth like. They're not like they're yeah, closer they're like to moths than flies. Fucking, yeah.
0: But they're just yeah, no, they're good. like giant
2: mosquito right. moths. Yes, 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 yeah, those it's
0: things. Miserable, those there's like are video miserable. of this landing all over this guy's neck. Like, this guy had to pitch like that. I don't know how he did it. Like, I couldn't do it. Like, I know that sounds like silly, a, but I'm assuming yeah, that look all those these are all little, little bugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's video somewhere of like they're just on him. Like, they call that's the, that's the umpire in the middle there and on the left on all those, uh, like higher, higher right there. Yep, he's like spraying him with, uh, like. Bug repellent. (laughs) Like, they just stopped the game. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, because
2: everything's right next to the water down there. Okay. So those bugs are just, like, everywhere.
0: I couldn't do that shit. (laughs) And then the
2: winter times there, holy shit. You want to talk about shoveling out your car. Oh, yeah? Legitimately, I mean... You know, being a kid walking around with, like, snow up to my freaking waistline. Yeah, yeah, it was ridiculous.
0: So had you when you moved to Vegas, had you already been here? Like, you danced here first, and then you were like, oh, I could live here kind of deal?
2: Yeah, I recently moved here about, like, I don't know, six months ago or so, six or eight months ago. Yeah, but I feel like I've been here forever. Okay. Yeah, I lived in Los Angeles for three years. Yeah, Yeah. I liked L.A. Yeah. Yeah. Wait,
0: when, when you were there right before here, you lived here?
2: I've moved a lot. I've moved a lot, okay. but I was in LA for three years, and then I was. But like, did you live there during the there.
0: pandemic? Or? Correct. Oh, so yeah. The had beginning to be part of the
2: pandemic, actually. Yeah, all the Black Lives Matter was happening. Right. People were rioting. It chaos. Was like beyond chaos. Yeah. On the news, it said like you know six feet away unless you're protesting than right. like up to yeah, 100 yeah, yeah.
0: people it's so like, stupid <laughs> oh god that was such a crazy fucking time so nuts what part of la did you live in
2: uh i was over in long beach area and then i was up near like sherman oaks area okay yeah a little bit of everywhere yeah in yeah. la
0: but you liked it there I, I enjoyed it like you miss it or no
2: no but i enjoyed it okay i liked, it, I liked the time that i was there i do like vegas a lot
0: yeah, yeah. i want to like stay here yeah yeah this is home for sure yeah and um, so when you moved here, you were already in the UFC? Correct. And w- did you did you have a, t- you had a team, I would imagine, in L.A., like the training partners and stuff, right? I
2: had a team while I lived in L.A., and then I moved to Phoenix, and I had a team while I lived in Phoenix. Okay. And then I moved to Denver for just a few months.
0: Oh, wow. And then here? And then here. Okay, so how do you get, like, was part of that, like, did you have a team in place when you moved here, or you just moved here and, but it's a small community, like, you still, everyone knows everyone, right?
2: Yeah, everybody, everyone's, like, friends and stuff here. I feel like if you're a fighter, it's pretty, like, tight-knit.
0: And so how did you find your training partners here? Just, you moved in just met people and whatever? I showed up. I yeah? just showed up. Just man. show up at a gym? Yeah, just where, where, show up. So where are you now? So
2: now I'm mainly over at the Performance Institute. Okay. And uh, I train over at Extreme Couture. Yep. So the main coach over at Extreme Couture, Dennis Davis, is my head coach. Okay. Yes. And uh, we I do a lot of like private trainings, you know, with him and my coach Mateos and uh, my coach Chase, my wrestling coach. Yes.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. And uh, has that been your favorite, team so far I probably don't don't even want to answer that right (laughs) it's okay you don't have to answer that yeah no
2: I I think uh being here is definitely one of my favorite places and then I loved being in Phoenix as well okay so my coach out in Phoenix really had my back
0: okay now do you is there ever a time where you would train with them still too because it is good to like train with different people and stuff right yeah or or some coaches get mad at that
2: no, I, I haven't burned any bridges along the okay, way, good. so I know that I'm, like, very welcomed um, in any of the old gyms that I used to be into.
0: Yeah. Yes. Do we know when your next fight is yet?
2: No. Like, I wish I did Really? Know. Driving you nuts? Urgh, I, it really is.
0: In a perfect world, it would be when?
2: <sighs> um, like you're
0: ready to rock.
2: I'm, I'm not ready to rock, but I am ready. Like, I'm training okay. every single day.
0: So like, how much time do you need? Like, if they called you today and said, mid-January, we're good?
2: Mm, maybe beginning of February. Okay. Yeah. Because okay. I, I have a lot of weight to lose oh, and I need okay. to make sure so that, is that I the do biggest, that responsibly.
0: Is that the biggest factor is like where's the weight? Yeah. And you have to, is there a fine line of like what weight you want to walk around at to cut down? So it's like it's kind of because obviously you want to enter as heavy as possible but be able to get down, right? That's the yeah. game.
2: So it used to be the game. Okay. But now it's more about where do you feel the best? Okay. Yeah, because your girl can eat. <laughs> and <laughs> I have put on some size yeah. walking into the octagon before, but it's like, you don't want to feel so like heavy and labored right. in your motions, you know? So like you want to put on enough weight that you're feeling good, yep. but not so much that like you can't fucking move. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Is cutting brutal?
2: Uh, it can be, but I, I'm i working with uh, the right dietitians. So right yep. now I'm working with Tyler Minton and uh charles at the performance institute and i this last weight cut was 100 percent the best weight cut i ever had in my whole life
0: i just did that 72 hour fast that dana did um it was fucking brutal i don't know how you guys do it because you guys basically go a week with just water basically right Okay, uh, you
2: didn't eat any food on your fast. Tell us about your fast. I want to hear about this. Well, I kind
0: of feel like Dana screwed me on this one because (laughs) he tells me, hey, 72-hour fast, and uh, he shows me before-after pictures of Skipper Kelp, you know, Skip, and um, it looked amazing. And I'm like, just water only? And he's like, yeah. So I'm like, all right, fuck it, I'm in. So after the Madison Square Garden card, that following Monday, I start, I do 72 hours, and uh it was brutal. Day 2 was Day 1 was kind of easy. Day 2 is absolutely brutal.
2: Did you get all like lightheaded and
0: fuzzy? Uh, just angry. <laughs> um and, and just literally fantasizing about waffles and for stuff, stuff I don't even eat now because of <laughs> keto or whatever, like Fruity Pebbles or like Frosted Flakes. Like just I see commercials or I was watching people on TV just in a, in a movie, like eating Chinese food. And I was like, fuck, that looks good. Like I was going nuts. And then uh, so I, I get there and I, I finish. And then I see Dana post about it. And he's like, yeah, this bone broth. I had this bone broth starting on day two twice a day bone broth. And I was like, bone broth. What the fuck?
2: You didn't tell me about nobody bone told broth. me about
0: bone broth. And he's like, yeah, that's part of the protocol. And I'm like, you don't want to tell me about the bone broth. And let's stop calling it bone broth. Let's call it what it is. Soup. You had soup, Dana, um, you know, like soup. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I missed out on the soup part of the fast. Uh, But yeah, I, I, I'm i glad I did it. it. felt good. I mean, I guess what it, what it does for you on the inside is supposed to be good and kind of kill cancer, cancer cells, whatever. Uh, so
2: you ate nothing for four days.
0: Three. 72 hours.
2: That's yeah. incredible. And, and if
0: I'm honest, I've cut it short, like maybe 65 hours. I, I was like, fuck it. Once I saw the bone... So he started a day ahead of me. And once I saw the bone broth post, I was like, fuck this. <laughs>
2: You felt cheated. Yeah, (laughs) like you felt lied to. Right. (laughs) It's soup. Yeah, had soup. Yes.
0: Yeah, I would have killed for soup.
1: (laughs) I would have strangled Uncle Marvin and then crossed the way for soup. That's. I think you'd do a lot less for for strangling Uncle Marvin. Probably.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah. Yeah. So I can only imagine what when you're cutting weight. So, like, is that – when you're, like, the last three days before a fight, are you on just water, nothing else? No, you can't eat, right?
2: No, we eat. Oh, you do eat? We do eat.
0: Okay. Yeah. But, like, do you I count – I never – like,
2: I never not eat. Okay.
0: Okay. Because you can eat and still lose weight, yeah, right. Which I do every day, pretty much, or mm-hmm. whatever. Like on, okay. So you eat, but no carbs, right?
2: Right. So okay. So the last few days, yeah. Like leading up, as we're losing like the large chunk of our weight, yeah. I was actually surprised at like how much pasta I was able to eat. Really, the whole time that I was really? losing weight, yeah. And it wasn't until the last four or five days where they're giving us just like portions of protein. Yep. And I mean, when I tell you, Not a they full know meal, what they're just doing,
0: like just portions, portions. like portions, like,
2: like if I show you the palm of my hand, it's like about that or less. Yep. Yeah. Like, you're like, please, can I have some more? They're like, no, this is what you get. So, but they also give us snacks. Okay. Yeah. Same kind of
0: portion, like palm of the hand.
2: Like even smaller portions. Okay. But they're like pre-workout snacks and cookies and so that like you have enough energy to like sustain a little, a good sweat for like an hour. Yep. Um, And then they give you this like, dessert which is oh so good and it looks like pudding and it has the consistency of pudding but it's protein okay yeah and they're like you can literally eat all of this like they you can eat everything that they give you okay and i look at it like are you sure right this right is a lot yeah 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 and i never do because i'm so like conscious conscious about like wanting to make weight but yeah yeah
0: and then do you have the same go-to meal once you've weighed in
2: Mm-hmm. what's
0: that meal usually uh what's when, the i made weight meal
2: oh man i gotta stay good okay i have to fight, you have to the, the, next fight the next day so, so you don't i go have off to the make rails. i can't yes okay i have to fuel properly yeah I so gotcha. for me that's normally pasta with some red sauce and some chicken okay once i'm like able to like digest food again
0: okay now you win the fight yeah and now after the fight there's a dinner
2: there's a dinner
0: then what what are you eating?
2: Giant steak, um, pizza. Um, really? Yeah. Like, like, just fuck it. I just, just... go it. Yeah. Like, all the sushi I can handle, um, pasta, lots of pasta. Even though I can eat pasta the whole time I'm cutting weight, like, we're talking, like, no right. pasta. Right. Like, yeah, I just, I mean, anything. Yeah. Like, And it, um, I feel like when I was a younger fighter and I used to diet a lot harder, I I craved crazy foods, like what you were talking about with yeah, your yeah, diet. Yeah, yeah,
0: I was going nuts.
2: Yeah, you just crave stuff. Yeah. Uh, but now I don't crave as much anymore. And mm. I think that's because I have a healthier relationship with food. Okay. So even like when it's, when it's all done, like I don't think I'm eating bad. I think I'm still like stay generally healthy, but there's definitely things that like I'll eat a burger and I know I can't have that when I'm cutting weight, you know? Right.
0: Yeah. Right. Hmm. And you work with a, a nutritionist, like a whole team of guys that do this, or one guy, whatever? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And you're on... So, like, right now, you're eating sensibly, but not. you're just, like, you're preparing to fight, even though there's no fight scheduled yet.
2: Yeah. And I'm still training every yep. day. So, for me... And I'm training hard yeah. every day. So, I still have to make sure... That I'm fueling my body for all the hard training sessions that I'm doing. Right. Like right on my way in the door, I just had like this giant handful of vitamins. I was like. Argh.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. I like the sound effect. <laughs> um, that's good. Um, and uh, so you're hoping like mid or early February or maybe even like, well, the Super Bowl card, maybe that's here in Vegas. Shut up. Day before the Super Bowl, February, whatever that is, uh maybe tenth or eleventh, whatever it is, something like now that. Now I have a goal. Yes. Yeah. That's the card you need to be on. That
2: is the card. I need That's to a be big on.
0: weekend. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. It's at the Apex. Have you fought at the Apex? Yeah.
2: I feel like every fight that I've had has been at the Apex with the exception of one. And that even that fight was supposed to be at the Apex.
0: Where was the one that wasn't?
2: In Anaheim. Anaheim. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: I remember that card, right? Yeah, um, that's when I
2: jumped into Joe Rogan's. Right, arms right, right,
0: right, right. right. Yes. Yeah, I watched that. That was good. Um, <laughs> do you like fighting at the Apex, though?
2: I enjoy it. Yeah, I, I've like you grown a, close to it.
0: You want a T-Mobile crowd at some point? Like- I love
2: love a crowd i'm an entertainer i was born for the lights like please put me in front of people let me do my damn thing like let me just like absorb the energy of everybody just in there cheering ready to rock and roll like i love that yeah i love the people
0: how many years like do you think like how many years you want to be in the fight game or you just go by how you feel like or do you have like a number in your head
2: I don't have a number in my head. Just
0: however, whatever happens, happens, however it shakes out kind of thing.
2: Absolutely. I feel like even when I was a younger fighter, um, I never thought about it as like when I get to a certain point, because I know for sure I'm going to train for the rest of my life, whether I'm actively fighting or not, but I'm always going to train. Like I love this sport. So for me, it's. I'm going to fight as long as my body allows me to. And I'm very young for what the age says that I am. Right. Yeah. Like right. I'm young spirited. Like I'm physically very young. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm still breaking records. I'm still hitting PRs. I'm still learning new things um, from a technique perspective. Like I'm constantly evolving. So I'm mm-hmm. like, what are like, how, how does that conversation even begin for you me? You feel
0: yourself getting better.
2: Always. Right That's now. Really yeah. Cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, when you jumped into Rogan's arms, did you, when did you know you were going to do that? Was that literally in the moment, or you were like, "If I win the fight and I get interviewed, I'm jumping in his arms."
2: I kind of planned that. You kind
0: of planned it. Yes. As you were doing it, were you like, "Fuck, I hope he catches me." Like, was there any like, <laughs> was there any like, "Fuck," like, is he? What if he's not paying attention? Like, like. Ah!
2: I, I honestly was I just had confidence knowing yeah. that like Joe's just a cool dude. Right. And I don't I didn't even know him before that. I still yeah. really don't know him. Like yeah. We spent some time. Like he's he's a dope human being. Yeah. But I was like, man, Joe's a cool guy. Like I'm sure he's just kinda gonna go with it. Right, right. right. And he super did. Like yeah. he was he definitely like hoisted me up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was a it was a really cool moment. Yeah,
0: I bet. Yeah. That was really cool. Is that your coolest UFC moment?
2: Hundred yeah. yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah. That whole entire experience—getting uh, to fight in front of a crowd um, in California, and then getting to fight on a pay-per-view event, getting knocked out, and then doing jujitsu unconscious enough to get a submission. Yeah. In the UFC. Yeah. And then jumping into Joe Rogan's arms, and then winning a performance bonus. Like what a what an experience. Yeah. That whole like day and was like a full experience.
0: Most money you've made in a uh, that fight ever, ever, right? In a in a yes. single day or whatever. I would uh, say so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that like? Is that when you when you get when they wire you the money and you look at your account? Is it like holy shit? I did this.
2: Yeah, you you kind of want to cry a little bit. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, I was a struggling artist the whole time, right. and. I only, even though I was an entertainer, like I literally only worked enough so that I could pay my bills, eat some food, and get my ass to the gym.
1: Right. Like
2: I didn't care about anything else. I just cared about making this dream come true. Yep. So when it finally happens, you're just like, oh my goodness! Like yes! Like God is so good! Like I can't believe that like all this hard work is finally like coming to fruition. Like I did it. I made it. I'm here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. And then is part of it scary, like like I don't want this money to run out? Like do you do you think like that? Like, fuck, like because you have to budget, right? When you're a fighter, like the downside is until you like fight for the belt and you're making like some crazy money, right? Like you you don't know when the next fight's gonna be. Sometimes it may be three months, turnaround. around, it could be six months, could be nine months, and then you have to worry like if you get injured or you have a nagging injury, it could push things out. So like, do you think like that? Like like, okay, I need to watch the budget or you just kind of like just float through life oh god what do you (laughs) i don't know if i want to know whoa
2: no a million percent do we need to fight next
0: (laughs) week is that what you're saying (laughs) should i text dana right now (laughs) hey we need to get demopolis in there (laughs) we're in critical mass right now (laughs) we need to fight
2: yeah no right now i'm good yeah but like when you're first starting off in the ufc like people don't know, like, yeah, we're not getting paid a lot of money, right? you know, like, and we're all starting off with the same contract. So it's like, you really are just like fighting to the next fight, you know, and And it's expensive
0: to eat right training partners, right? It's like, it's not cheap. Yeah. what you have to do leading then, up to the fight as
2: soon as you become a UFC fighter everybody wants to get paid for every little thing you know right. yes like guys so, on
0: your team that were doing it just to like hook you up and help out and be part of the team like their goal is like once you get in then yeah. you start hooking them up right With Which is money. I, which I, I get of I course get, yeah. and
2: I'm also honored to be able to pay people sure yes but when you're like first first starting like when you first get there you're, yeah you don't got it yet Right, like, Yeah. Right. You don't got it yet. Right. So.
0: And then you got to be aware of the tax man, right? Because mm-hmm. you're independent contractors, right? So they don't take taxes out.
2: That's correct. So you
0: got to set that aside.
2: Set that aside. Yeah.
0: We're okay? Yeah. We're and that was
2: the first fight that I, yeah, I... No, I'm actually... Okay,
0: okay, good. Listen, today,
2: like little monster today, I do have money in the bank. Good. I do have money in investment. Great. Like I have a savings account. Look at like, you. All I'm right. I'm okay right now. All right, Yeah, no, All of this is like me like reminiscing. Right, like, right, right. Okay,
0: okay good I'm yeah i like going back like going to the back times. Yeah. right okay uh, and yeah. this
2: very particular fight um the one where i jumped into joe joe rogan's arms yeah and got the bonus you got
0: paid yeah i
2: got freaking paid and people don't yeah. know that i had no money in my account wow. walking into that fight yeah literally i had nothing i owe yeah. people money yeah and um i had quit dancing too yeah. And walking into that cage, like, I wrote it on my whiteboard at home. And I forgot the exact words. I literally have it. I can pull it up. But it was like... I could dance for dollars or I could fight for thousands or something, you know? And it was like, oh my gosh, like, and I, cause I had just quit. yeah. So like, I didn't have any other backup plans. Fighting was all I had. I was going to make this fucking happen. Then you get a bonus. Like Mm -hmm. my whole life changed overnight with that fight.
0: Yeah, because 50K in one lump sum on top of whatever your, whatever your contract is to show and win, but like to get, just, just take the 50, 50 K one lump sum. It's very few people that get that in their life, like 50 K one lump sum, you know, it's one thing to make it over the course of a year, but when you get it in one lump sum, it's just life changing. Right. It's like, I could do whatever the fuck I want now. (laughs) Right. Yes. Yeah. That's really cool. That's exciting. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to, as you keep Going, you know, like the money only keeps going up, you know, as long as you keep winning. Listen, no one's looking
2: forward to it more than me. Yeah, I bet.
0: (laughs) I bet. And uh, at the end of the day, the dream obviously is to become the champ.
2: 100%, yes. Right? Yes. And I have that ability to do so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you put a lot of pressure on yourself? Like, are you, when you walk into the fight, are you nervous? Like, are you, yeah? Anxious?
2: I think that. I have a lot of energy
0: Mm -hmm. and
2: I always have a lot of energy. But when you walk into a fight, everything is amplified and you can take that energy and turn it into crippling fear
0: Mm -hmm. or you
2: can take that energy and turn it into sheer excitement. Yeah. And that's what I do. Yeah. Because I know that I'm confident. I do all of the work in and out of camp. So by the time I'm finally walking into that arena, I've played these scenarios in my mind so many times. I've drilled them so many times. Like I've thought about all of the potential possibilities. And I'm just ready to go out there and do the damn thing. Like yeah. all of the anxiety, all of like the scary parts, that shit happens in training. Right. And then I let my training partners put me in the worst situations so that I'm like comfortable there. Like That's I good. find peace in hell. That's great. When I'm in the gym and then I get to walk out into that cage and I'm like, I'm home. Right. Yeah. Right. Like I know, I know what I'm here to do.
0: Been there, done that. Right? Been there, done that. Yeah. Do you care who you fight next? Like do you, is there anyone in mind?
2: I do not give a shit you don't who care. I fight next. Whoever
0: they call you with. Yeah. Have you turned down any fights?
2: I had to recently. Yeah, cuz they actually called me to fight for this weekend, oh, and but just they couldn't called make, me couldn't get I there. Couldn't, right? I couldn't make the weight. And they
0: understand that.
2: They do. Yeah. yeah, I mean I hope that they do. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Was the person did they tell you who they wanted you to fight?
2: They did. Yeah. Was
0: it a name that you were look you would have normally if you could have made weight, you'd be like fuck yeah, I'd love that fight? Oh,
2: absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes.
0: Yeah, so maybe down the road.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Is, do you know, is that person still going to be fighting?
2: I don't know. It was for
0: this weekend? It was
2: for this coming up weekend. At, yeah, at but A-P-S. they called me a yeah. few weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. But it's just
0: too much, too, too short a notice. It
2: was too short a notice for me, um, yeah. especially with my emotional situation that had happened. And, oh uh, right. Yes. Right. And then um, I won't bring it up t- again. Yeah, yeah. sure yeah. the oh, shooter. Shoot up. Yeah. No. Uh, and then, but my weight was also very high. So even like right now, my mission is like get my weight to a livable pace. I look great. I feel right. great. I'm in very good like cardio condition. Right. But I'm heavy. Yes.
0: Got it. Got
2: Your girl's it. thick.
0: What you, can I <laughs> ask? What, what you weigh, or did you not? I like, currently
2: so? weigh 140 pounds
0: you got to go down to 115. 15. Holy shit. Yes. Yeah, that's that's serious business. Yeah, but
2: if I stand up right now, like, I still have abs. Really? Yeah, I'm wearing a crop top today. Wow. Well, yeah. Yeah, you go. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Do it. Stand it up. Stand it up.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah. Look at so it. You got some abs. Yeah, you do. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I have a challenge going on for Austin, who works here. He's not in the room right now, but... Um, Last year, or actually earlier this year in March, I do a, every March I do a 24-hour live podcast. Whoa. Yeah, 24 straight hours. I'm literally in this fucking chair. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's crazy. And um, so Austin, I don't remember what he weighed in at. Do you, do you know? He has to get down to 170.
1: He's got to get to 170, and he was I think he was probably just two, over 200-ish. Two, yeah,
0: yeah, 205, 210 or something, right? Like,
1: yeah, 210. So 210. I told him, if, if he
0: steps, I'm going to bring in a scale next March when we do the show, and at 5 a.m., when we start, first order of business is Austin's gonna step on the scale. And if he weighs 170 pounds, I'm giving him $10,000 in cash. <gasps> so I did this to motivate him. There's what, do you, Chase, do you think he's gonna make it?
1: I mean, I think that we're going to bring the, the, the portable sauna in like right beforehand, and I think that we're going to lose the water weight. He might be able to make it. He might be able to He make won't make be it. able to talk
0: yeah.
2: on the podcast. Yeah. No, yeah, no, he'll, no, He can yeah. step on the scale.
1: Yeah. <laughs> He's going to pass out, and then
0: the medical bills will be 8,500, but yeah, you you he know, still but pockets 1,500. That's profit. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. Um, but uh, yeah, I know uh, the, the weight thing. I've been fascinated by it just because I've lost 35 pounds in the last year being on with like wow. Gary Brecca's program that Dana's on. That's
2: why your biceps are and, popping, uh, bro. They're
0: popping. Yeah. And uh, I can't believe how easy it is. Once you get past the first like 10 days of breaking your bad eating habits, once you get past that, it's pretty easy. Yeah, I mean, since I've lost weight now, I've been kind of lenient, like not as strict. Like today, I don't even want to tell you what I had at lunch before I came here. Like it's like if Gary Brecca knew what I ate today, <laughs> he'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, that's where I really respect Dana. Like he doesn't fucking waffle, man. He just stays on course. Like I need a little cheat here and there.
2: I don't think there's anything wrong with that personally. I think that we all need to have like. A healthy relationship with food. Yeah. And I know like I, I think I said that earlier. Like that's why I'm in a good mental state when it's time to cut, because I'm like, oh, if I want a brownie, like, okay, I guess like I'm not gonna kill myself. Like I'll eat a bite of a brownie. Right. And that's okay. Right. I'm not gonna eat four brownies. Right. Now there's a there's a line.
0: That's where I go. One <laughs> bite is the gateway to at least two. No? no. Like how do you not have two?
2: Two bites or two brownies? Two
0: brownies. (laughs) Never mind two bites. Get the fuck out of here. What's two bites? Well, two bites is a brownie. No? I
2: guess, I mean, listen, your bites and my bites are very different. Yeah. Like,
0: there's a place, I'm at Red Rock a lot, Red Mm -hmm. Rock Casino, and in the food court, there's this place called Nielsen's Custard. It's so fucking good. If I see the sign, if I walk anywhere near that place, I can't help myself. (laughs) So I don't even park on that side of the building anymore. I
2: understand. Yeah. I because understand. it's just, if
0: I see it, I'm going to go get it. But if it's out of sight, I'll even though I know it's there, I, as long as I don't see it, I don't have to do it.
2: I used to have this extreme problem with chocolate. Yeah. Where I always like wanted some chocolate and I'd buy the bar and I'm like, I'm only going to have like two pieces no I'm eating the whole freaking yeah. bar like, what, right? when you
0: say chocolate like just a regular Hershey's or something like yes, just yes. a regular classic Hershey's just chocolate bar
2: a normal yeah like organic bougie ass chocolate bar yes really yes but like I'll be like I'm dark really gonna...
0: chocolate like you'll do that no, no 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 we're just talking like chocolate
2: milk chocolate yeah. like salted caramel like, yes yeah like the super good stuff right yeah. and in my mind I'm only gonna have two pieces so I can buy the bar and eat two pieces but then I eat the whole bar yeah so I started breaking food down because I was like, this is like a serious craving for me. So why am I craving chocolate? What is chocolate? It's fats. So I'm not getting enough fats into my diet. Mm. I'm not getting enough antioxidants into my diet and I'm not getting enough dairy into my diet. Okay. So then I was like, okay, why don't I just eat the sources instead of eating this thing that turns something bad, like it turns into something bad. Interesting. So then when I started craving the source, I didn't crave the food.
0: I like that. Yeah. Not as much fun, but I like. Not it. Not as much yeah. fun, but it helps. I you like lose the science. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. What about like a Three Musketeers bar? Like, it's so good. Nougat. Let's get there. And break it. What it the you fuck said is nougat? Yeah, it's got nougat in it. It's just such a weird word. I
2: thought you said nuke it. And no, and I'm no, like, nougat. You're throwing your shit in the yeah. microwave, bro. No, no,
0: no. I did. Truth be told, take some peanut butter out of the fridge the other day, and I nuked it. Um, just to warm it up a little bit and get a little soupy. And I was
2: like, "Did it yeah. get all runny?" runny I did like butter? just
0: twenty seconds, like nothing okay. crazy. Yeah, just enough to get it. No, are you me? I'm no. the only one that does this.
2: Yeah, you are the only one. Sorry.
0: All right, never mind. Moving on. <laughs> so let's say you fight for the belt, you win the belt, you get a big fat fucking check. What are you going out to buy? Are you going? Is like, is there something on your wish list of like when I make? Half a million or a million bucks. This is what I want. What is that item? No. No. No.
2: Really? Yeah.
0: Disciplined. Okay.
2: I don't know. I'm like I like nice things, but I guess uh, I'm pretty like low maintenance when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll go get a Birkin bag just to say I have one. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Like, okay. I don't know, man. No dream
0: car. No. Uh, no. You're not a car person.
2: I'm not a car person. I do one That's day good. want to have um, a house on the beach. Really? I know that for sure, like 100%.
0: California Beach or like yeah. Miami Beach, California?
2: Well, yeah, California for yeah. sure, not Miami.
0: Okay, like yeah. Laguna or something? like. Oh, yes. Yeah? Yes. Really? As like a vacation home or home home?
2: I mean, you Whatever. know, it's a vacation home until I'm vacationing for life.
0: Right, okay. Yeah. And then life after fighting, what do you... Any idea what Um, you're gonna
2: do? I wanna be a public speaker. I wanna like travel the world and like help people. Motivational stuff? Yeah. Yeah? That's my thing, man. I like that. I love people. Yeah. Like, I love people. And honestly, like, I came from such a, like, I hate saying it, but it's like I was really fucked up, right? Yeah. So I'm like, yo, like, I know you can, like, because I did it and everybody counted me out. Yeah. So I just wanna like share that with people because I feel like so many times people are like, man like oh my life sucks and i'm like yeah cool so does everybody's until you fucking do something about it
0: change it people don't realize they're in the driver's seat they'll complain about their situation but they don't realize like it's easy to play the blame game oh i'm in this position because this happened or this guy did this or this girl did that but that's all bullshit excuses man i get it bad things happen because someone did you wrong but You can pull out of that parking spot. All you got to do is put the fucking car and drive and take yourself somewhere. Let's go. Just go.
2: Are you? Do you want to be a motivational speaker too? Because right there, there you were just spin fire.
0: Was I? Yes. Yeah. No. I. uh, You know. I have a. A. a, uh, It's weird. There's so many of these like quote unquote life coaches, and most of them drive me nuts. Like, um, I have an issue. In most cases with, like, 20-something-year-old life coaches that I see on Instagram, <laughs> I'm just like, Yo, dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you haven't lived. Stop.
2: You haven't you know, lived.
0: But part of that is probably me being a hater because there is something to be said about, like, if you're a pro athlete and you're in your 20s, you're a different... 20, whatever, you know what I mean? Like a 25-year-old professional athlete compared to just a regular 25-year-old. They're two totally different people. You grew up different. Like if you're a pro baseball player, you're surrounded by men. You know what I mean? You've been in the league five years and you're 25 now. You've traveled with a team, traveled with these older guys. Like you're making millions. Like that's a different, you know, maybe I could see that. Right, but it's like these—the it's the social media self-proclaimed life coaches, Mm. Um, and that doesn't mean they don't help someone because a good message can be a good message, right? Like it doesn't matter if you've if you've actually really lived it or whatever. Like if you're giving good advice, but it's just I, I sometimes it's hard for me, like dude, I can't like. What have you been through? Like, I need to know more, you know?
2: We need the depth.
0: I need the we depth. We need the depth. Yeah, I need to know. Where's your some credentials, these... bro? Where's right. your resume? Right, you yeah. know? And then the flip side is there are plenty of, like, therapists mm-hmm. that I feel like I can do circles around. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, just because you have a plaque on the wall and you went to school doesn't mean you're an expert in anything other than listening to people dump their problems. But that doesn't mean you really know how to give the right advice, you I... know?
2: Fully agree with yeah. You that.
0: I mean, I think yeah. most of those therapists are like you know. I always tell my friends this like that are in therapy. And again, I'm not. I have some friends that are therapists, so sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. But here's the thing: it's like when you get paid by the hour, it's just not in your best interest to solve someone else's problems.
2: I don't think that they really have the answers to solve the problems. Like they, I've been I've been to therapy. Like I've had yeah. performance coaches and all these things.
0: And if they and do, they're gonna stretch it out. They're paying you by the hour. You're getting paid by the hour. So it's like, why solve your, I always tell people like I can solve all your fucking problems in twenty questions or less. I don't give a fuck who you are. If you tell me a problem you're having, I will in twenty questions or less, I can fucking put you on the road to recovery or getting better and fixing your life and getting on track a therapist will drag you out 18 fucking months it's crazy <laughs> twice a week at 150 a clip or whatever it is you know it's just fucking nonsense i mean i get it it's how you make a living but like come on man like the i think the business model's flawed for like I, I feel like it should just be like a i'd rather see therapists that just say yeah it's 10 grand and i'm gonna coach you until you're right or whatever. Like, but that 150 200 bucks an hour nonsense sitting on a couch or whatever. like To tell mm. me something
2: that I'm the one with the life experience on? Right. Yeah. It's
0: just like, shut the fuck up. I, I don't hear know. It. I hear yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't want to be that guy. Like, I don't really put out content where I'm like that guy. A lot of my friends, I become their... their I don't want to say life coach, but whatever. There's a lot of people that I'm on the phone with till fucking ungodly hours in the morning, fucking coaching them through shit. Um, I, just,
2: I I personally would like to experience the 20 questions you, or less you one would? day. Oh, I, I mean, get, I don't have any issues right now. But.
0: I've got case studies for days. <laughs> I, studies. I do. When I had my PR firm, there was a, there was a uh, one girl in particular that I used to see her. Um, every time I come back from lunch, she'd be literally... Like, no, she'd be in the fetal position. Like, so my office, they were, it was all glass. So as I walked down to my office, like I can see in every single person's office at the company. And uh, I would see her like literally like hunched over, like in the fetal position. And then this went on like every day for like a week. And then finally I sent her an email and I just said, Hey, like, you know, I've noticed this, I'm not trying to be too personal at work, but, um, if you want some help, I think I could help you. Uh, if you want to go grab coffee or something after work. And she immediately wrote back. She's like, I love that. And so we went to this uh, like uh, Starbucks or whatever uh, at the bottom of the office building, Coffee Bean. And um, I said, look, we got to play 20 questions. But I got to warn you, like, you're not going to like these questions. Like, mm. they're very personal. And I don't I don't build up to the tough ones. Like I open come right out of the gate swinging with like like probably one of the most personal questions you could ask a female when it comes to trauma that they may have suffered, you mm-hmm. can do the math, I won't say, uh, you know, and I, I'll ask the question and it came back as a no, but I didn't believe her. So I repackaged the question basically different ways. And eventually like I got to this long list of like, you know, well, I'll just tell you like, you know, have you, I, the questions were like, have you been raped? Have you been molested? Have you suffered from any, any physical trauma from either a stranger or a friend or, or family member? And what started off as no's across the board ended up by the time I repackaged the questions, you know, cause on one of them, I got like a, I don't think so. And like, so when you get to, I don't think so, that's usually the gateway to yes, but I've blocked it or yes, but I don't want to talk about it, but I'm embarrassed to say or whatever. And then once you get to that, she, she was trifecta. She had all three raped, uh, molested by a family member and, uh, um, physical abuse, uh, from a family member. And, um, you know once you once you figure out the root of you know why you're the way you are, that shit will follow you for the rest of your life if you don't confront the bully. If you don't you confront, confront the attacker, Absolutely. you have to. Yeah. So whether you do that in person, with an email, with a text, or even writing a letter that you never mail, mm-hmm. I'll even let you get away with that. You know, can be really therapeutic. Just like if you could write a letter and they were gonna read it, what would you write? And just saying it and getting it off of your chest is a good step to recovery. Um again, I'm not licensed. I don't have a plaque on the wall, but I got a fucking doctorate in the, in life. Yes, uh at 53, and I know what I'm fucking talking about, you know? Yeah. And um you know, so yeah, so when I see these like life coaches on Instagram, I just am always like get the fuck out of here, you know? There's that doesn't mean all of them. Like there's a girl that does come to mind her name's Allie Harding. She does her podcast here. She's like 22, how old is Allie, 22, 23.
1: Yeah, she's uh she's younger than us. Yeah,
0: younger <laughs> than us. Yeah, younger than you. Uh yeah, and um, um, you know, she, she's uh, almost committed suicide, like her brother did commit suicide, like this girl's lived, she's 22, like, okay, yeah, 23 years old, But she, she's she got the brain of a 40 year old, like I would endorse Allie Harding, like when I see her um, content that she puts out and stuff, she's spot on with, oh, with the stuff, you know, yeah. like, so there's definitely exceptions, but for the most part, a lot of these like Life coaches, like a lot of them hit me up to come on the show and I'm like, yeah, no, Mm-mm. no, no, not no, happening. I can't do it.
2: I think you're just so easy to talk to too, because you don't judge people Mm-mm. like you, you don't, you're like, no, I understand. I've been here. I've seen a lot of people. I've met a lot of people. Like, yeah. This is one of the like the coolest things about this man having a podcast that you guys probably don't even know about. Like, he's got the coolest fucking stories of anyone I've ever talked to ever. And I'll
0: pay you later for this. Thank let's you. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Send, me Endorsed. Endorsed. Yeah. Send me an invoice. Endorsed. Endorsed. Send me an invoice. Yeah. Um, well, thank and, you.
2: Yeah. I, I, you've just lived, bro. You yeah. know? And I think like because of that, you just have this like open door to information and just like self-awareness and acceptance yeah. of others and yeah. yourself.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I grew up different, you know, I grew up with a silver spoon in my mouth. You know, I grew up with a famous dad and not understanding the value of money and just not understanding like that. The, the reality of how many people like don't know where the food, how they're going to get food or how, pay their rent or when people that you would never suspect, you know, people that, you know, just there's, you know, it's like, what I forgot what the stat is, but like the average American is like two paychecks away from being homeless or something. Like that's a reality for most people, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, the pandemic kind of proved that a lot, you know? And um, I've, I've, grew up with a silver spoon, but then I put myself in some stupid fucked up situations and I've been broken. I do absolutely know what it's like to sit there and fucking empty out the fucking change in the, uh, in the, in the fucking pickle jar to like take it over to, to Smith's. Well, it wasn't Smith's back then for me, it was Ralph's, uh, in, in LA, whatever, and put it in the, in the coin machine and say, Oh my God, you know, I got 43 bucks. Like, let's go. Like, I know what that is, believe it or not, even having a famous father, like I know what that life is, uh, and even worse. I mean, I've been, I've been into the mob for some money. I mean, I, I fucking, I've been through it all uh, all self-inflicted nonsense from back in the day, but I definitely know what it's like to, to, uh, to have the repo man knock on your door and want, want the car. I mean, I've been through it. I've been through every fucking scenario you can think of. I have absolutely been through, believe it or not.
2: Oh, I believe it. Yeah. And I love how you said self-inflicted. Yeah. Because so many people are like, oh, well, is me. Like, yeah. no, you're like, no. Nope. I, listen, self-inflicted. One fucked up decision at a time yep. will end you in some crazy places.
0: Yeah. Somebody should make a string of fucked up decisions. And <laughs> yeah, I've done that, too. Yeah, I've done that, too. You know, in yes. my teens, 20s, and even early 30s. Yeah. Uh, at 30. Uh, yeah. Since then, I've been OK. Since, uh, since September 11th of 01. Uh, Nice. That was my wake up call. The the, the twin towers uh, crumbling to the ground. That, why
2: why was uh, that your wake up call? Because
0: I was in the middle. Uh, not in the middle. I was at the. That was the now tail end of a exa- almost exactly one year of doing making every bad possible decision you could for your life. I did from September 8th when I turned 30. Well, actually let's say a month after I turned 30, mm-hmm. uh, till I turned 31 the following year. So from 2000, September of 2000 to September of 2001, I made every fucking bad decision you could possibly want to make as a human being. Um, just awful, just ruined ev- anything good in my life. And then 9-11 happened, and destroyed. 9, 11 happened. I knew two people that died in, in tower one. And, uh, and I just realized like, wow, life's so short. Like those, none of those people had a, had a choice that day, right? Like, mm-hmm. like their lives were taken and all their family and friends' lives changed forever because of fucking people doing a terrible act of violence, right? I had a choice. Like I've uh, obviously wasn't, I didn't die. You know, I didn't hurt anybody other than myself. But, um, you know, like I, I self-inflicted, like fucking derailed my whole life. But at least I have a choice to fix it. Like none of those people had a choice. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it just is what it is. And some of them had to like make their choice was like, do I jump or burn to death? Like, when you really get your head wrapped around that day of that was people's choice. Um, It's a terrible thing. Yes you know and so i just felt like wow and like, they
2: probably you know some of them had awesome lives like right. they, they weren't doing fucked up shit but yeah right. they're in this fucked up situation yeah. yeah
0: and like some probably just got engaged or just had a baby or every possible good sure. amazing yeah. scenario to yeah. be happy for or happened you know was was happening for people and and just got ripped away from them you know and so when i realized that i don't know like i know it sounds corny but like that was just like my wake-up call i was like what the fuck are you doing like you gotta what am I doing? Yeah. What the fuck am I doing? Yeah. You know? And I got my shit together. You know, it t- t- takes time. But not as much time as you think. Like, I mean, it was bad. I was at like you know that you say like you have to hit rock bottom. I was 8 levels below rock <laughs> bottom. <laughs> Without a doubt. And you know you'd be surprised you know I'm not I'm not would never went to like AA or anything like that but you know they give you a chip every 30 days when you're sober. Yeah. Uh and I get that concept because it's amazing what I call it like making deposits into the bank of life. Yeah. You know like if you make deposits into the right bank not just money, I just mean things you're doing, right? You do it as a fighter, right? You train, you're making deposits. You eat right, you're making deposits, right? You hold yourself accountable, you're making deposits, right? You surround yourself by the right team, you're making deposits. And when you do that for 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, 120 days, game changer, four months, right? Look at Dana White, when he started Gary Brecka's 10X Health Program, to four months later, night and day. Same thing for me. like. 90 to 120 days of doing the right thing. You know, 30 days is obviously the hard part. And then you don't really see much of a difference. 60 days, you see a little bit of difference and you feel good mentally. And then when you get to 90 days, 120 days, 150 days, don't make me do math. Uh, you know, uh, you know, and then six months to a year, Boom.
2: Yes. You're back. And then it's like the the changes are so small because you've made this huge leap. Yes. That all of a sudden it's like you still need to continue to make those small decisions that got you there. Yeah. But you don't see the big difference. Yeah. And I think that's like where a lot of people start to kind of get stagnant and then go backwards. Yeah. Because they're like. Well, I'm alright here, all these positive things, all these positive things. Uh, it's okay if I fuck up a little bit. Uh, it's okay if I just don't do this thing. Yeah. That got me all the way here. Yeah. And then before you know it, it's like they're like, Yeah, but yeah, but you're not that person that you were just six right. months prior because you made the bad decisions again. Right. So it's a constant evolution. Correct. And it's like never being comfortable and complacent with awarding yourself. Because you did do the right things. Right. And I'm speaking from a place of like, I understand too. Like yeah, I've done sure. all the bullshit too. And I remember when I hit my bottom, I've hit many different bottoms yeah. at different times. Yeah. And uh, getting out of them, it was like, how the fuck right. am I supposed to get out of the situation? you feel
0: like you're at the bottom of a hole and it's so far to the top, but it's not.
2: It's not. And it's, it's literally, you got there one decision at a time. Yep. Like you didn't. You didn't choose, like, I'm just going to go get fucked up. And then all of a sudden, like, you're like, yeah, this was the goal. No, no, no. You got there one bad decision at a time. Right. So the way you get out of that is one good decision at a time. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And sometimes you're going to get there even making good decisions. Like sometimes. Get fucked up. Yeah. Sometimes you're going to stumble. It's like, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I never really had a boss, you know, like even this place. I'll be on it. Four days ago. We had issues with his fucking check, with Chase's check, because sometimes cash flow in a startup business, it's fucked up, you know, (laughs) and obviously we made it right. He's here today, luckily, but uh, but, you know, it's like. It, that's why I'm super transparent with the guys here. Like, hey, like, we're and we're trying to level up. So it's like, yes, we have a business and this place does well. But we're trying to open more studios and add things and better equipment and do this and new locations and 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 bring on more team members probably before we should. But we we're looking at big picture. And then all it takes is a couple clients leave. You think like your your big clients are are here to stay and they're not leaving. And then all of a sudden they decide to cut the budget or they want to go somewhere else or they want to open up their own studio or whatever the and in this. case it's all of the above sometimes you know you lose two or three (laughs) big clients and like before you know it you don't have notice and so before you know it you're like oh fuck payroll's next week wait we are missing twenty thousand dollars that we thought we were gonna have and we don't now what
2: welcome to the human experience right
0: yeah. Welcome yeah. to business. Welcome to life. Welcome yeah. to being, having a startup. Welcome to being an entrepreneur. And that's why I'm, I'm real, uh, honest with these guys because they're young and you know, I, I want them to know like, Hey, like it's not always going to be fucking roses. Uh, you know, it's like, so it's like, you know, you can either quit roll with the punches or, or uh, well, that's really it, right? Quit or roll with the punches, you know? Literally. And, and yeah. luckily, we have a we have a team here where these guys fucking roll with the punches for me, you know, and I, whenever I can make it better or make it right, I fucking step up to the plate in a heartbeat. Like you've, I,
2: yeah, you know? and I, I feel like being a fighter is a lot like that. Yeah. You know, because being a fighter, like, people see us in the octagon. They don't see all the things that happen behind the scenes. And right. even still, it's like, you see us out there being as vulnerable as we possibly can be. And then when people are watching, everybody wants to be a judge. Yeah. Everybody wants to say, everybody wants to be a professional fighter. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, if I was in that situation, this is what I would have done. Like I would have punched, I would have kicked, I would have done this and right. that. Okay. Very cute to say. Yeah. Cute to um, say. And then like you take losses publicly yeah. in front of the whole world. Yeah. And then you have to get up and dust yourself off and get back in the fucking gym and keep doing that shit. Right. And it's not the easiest pill to swallow swallow right but it's very worth it for the inevitable outcome if you don't quit on yourself right. if you don't fucking quit you'll get to eventually be able to take advantage of the peaks and valleys that you got to right. go over and it's so beautiful once you get there yeah but man on the way up oh it is it's yeah. heartbreaking
0: and people don't realize when you're watching a fight on tv compared to your perspective being in the cage with the person, it doesn't look the same. We what you see, we don't see. And what we see, you don't see in some cases, you know, it's like what we're looking at different camera angles and all this stuff. You don't have that ability. You don't have, you know, in like slow-mo, it's really easy to be like, why don't you just block the kick? Like, you know, like, (laughs) dude, you don't realize you don't see when you're trying to, you have your agenda of what you want to do to that person. And they have an agenda of what they're trying to do to you. And when you're in the middle of trying to, put on your side of violence right sometimes you don't see what's coming at you because you've you've doing your thing you know it's like it that's the dance right it's yes. chess in real time real fucking fast with crazy consequences <laughs> right like that's what people don't realize like it's real easy to sit there on the couch and be like yeah i got a jab more or whatever like yeah. and that might be true but you don't realize in the moment you can't you're tired you're you're you know you just got rocked you're not they don't they don't realize that like you don't you're not fucking thinking straight i've been hitting the fucking head you don't think straight it's yeah. especially if you're not used to it you know at least you guys are used to it you know like but people don't they don't realize what that's like
2: no and in there's there. a, there's a dance of energy that's happening too right you know there's there's a dance of like free space and you're trying to take up the other person's space and push yep. them into the into the cage while they're also trying to take up space as well. So if they go two inches towards you, are you going to move two inches to the side or are you going to move right. two inches back or are you going to attack and jab or right. like, you know, and you're respecting them. They're respecting you. Now, what happens is when you get two fighters that are super high caliber yep. that are both extremely dangerous on the feet yep. and everyone's like, well, nothing's happening. Like, yeah, because one punch can end up any right. moment, like any right. fight. So right. you have two people who respect each other so much and what they're doing, they're just doing this power struggle, this power dance right. back and forth.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing to watch. It's really, uh, it's it's hands down my favorite sport. I mean, I'm a diehard baseball guy, which is funny because baseball is the complete opposite pace wise, right? It's like, I know it's like watching paint dry. I get it. You know, but it's weird that I like both those sports. But yeah, like if I had to pick, MMA title fight versus watching the World Series. There's no comparison. I'm even if the Dodgers, like I'm watching them fight the fight. A hundred percent. Oh yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's just so exciting.
2: As as a fighter, I want to watch every fight. Not because I'm a fighter, because yeah. I love the sport. Yeah. I'm such a fan of it. Like like you said, it's high paced chess and right. <laughs> with some very dire consequences. Yeah. But yeah, it's not like our bodies are at harm in there. Like our lives are at risk. Like, yeah, yeah our our financial lives are at risk. Yeah. Like our paychecks are cut in half yeah. when we lose. And, and you just watch these people who have all this fire and steam and it's just awesome. Yeah.
0: Or like it's, a, you know, when you watch like a fight like Darius just got knocked out like real quick by that knee, like last Saturday. I don't know if you yeah, saw that fight. I you did, know. I did. Um, you know, like a guy it was like actually,
2: that, it was, it was the hook.
0: Oh, it was the hook. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Same, same. A, a guy him, like yeah. that, you know, he's so high level. Like it just heartbreaks. Like you see a guy like, you know, what just went into all that training, all that lead up to the fight and like, fuck, that's just gotta be so upsetting, you know, on his end. Like, fuck man. Like you sometimes I mean, you just get caught. It just like, just yeah. it happens. It's happened to so many. There's a list of greats that that's happened to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's gotta be so tough. Cause like, you know, In other sports, you know, if it's baseball, you give up a game winning home run or something in the last inning, you you get to try to redeem yourself the next day. You strike out, you get to redeem yourself the next day. Basketball, you redeem yourself the next day. Football, the next Sunday you get to try to redeem yourself. Fighting, months you got, you got to sit with that loss for months. That's got to be tough.
2: And you have to heal. Right. Physically. And mentally, loss. right? And then mentally and emotionally. Yeah. And then maybe you can start training again for another fight. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot.
0: Why are you so psycho that you signed up for this?
2: <laughs> what the
0: hell is wrong with me? <laughs> yeah. I could
2: have done anything. <laughs> right?
0: What do you think you would be doing if you weren't fighting? Do you have any idea? Business. Yeah?
2: Real estate, investing. Okay. Yes.
0: Is that what you're in? Invest? You said you have some investments. Is that the stuff you've been uh, yeah. investing into?
2: Yeah, I, I'm uh, starting to play with the stock market a little bit. Really? Yeah, I've always been fascinated by the stock market. Really? Yeah, I'm such a nerd, bro. So are you? Like, I read up, a lot. Like, I like, read a lot of books. Really? Like, yes. Okay. <laughs> I literally do. I go into like this wormhole. Like I never watch television. Um, I do watch TikToks, but like yeah. I never watch TV. I'm just like I I love reading. I love studying. I love learning. Um, yeah. I like looking up random facts. Like, do you know that it takes 18 months to climb the great wall of China?
0: <laughs> no. Why do I
2: know that? Because I'm just a freaking nerd. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. What are you Googling? Uh, a listen, fucking...
2: I go down the wormholes, man. Do you? Yeah, I really do. I just, really? I just love life. Um, I, I love being able to like emotionally capture things that I hope to one day be able to experience. And then if I don't ever experience them, I'm like, okay, I'll I'll vicariously live through other people. But I want to, like, know what the journey is.
0: Right, right. Yeah,
2: except I did not research riding a bull, and I probably should have done more research on that before doing so.
0: Yeah, I saw that video. That's (laughs) kind of crazy. And you'd do it again?
2: I don't know, man. That shit was fucking nuts.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. And it stomped you, right?
2: Yeah, so I rode a live bull for for you guys like coming new to the story i rode a live bull and uh twice in one day it was definitely the scariest experience i ever had in my whole entire life yeah because the bull doesn't care about you at all the bulls like i need to get this rope off my nuts and uh because that's what they do so if you ever see like a bucking bull yeah what they do is they tie a rope around his nuts And so he's bucking to try to get the rope loose.
0: Right, as he should. As he should, (laughs) yes.
2: And you're just trying to hang on. Um, And I think it's like eight seconds is the average. 12 seconds is like above average. Yeah. So they're like, well, you got to hold on for eight seconds. Um, And what you don't see is professional bull riders actually know when to jump off. In the same regard as a professional fighter knows when to tap. Before something breaks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, as someone just trying to hang on to a bull for eight seconds. You're just hanging on for
0: dear life, never letting go.
2: I'm never letting go. So this bull flings me off almost immediately the first time, almost immediately, and then stomps on me a few times. And then (laughs) runs off. So uh, that was fun. And then I did it again. And I actually stayed Oh, you did it twice? I did it twice in the same day. Oh my god. And I actually stayed on a pretty long time the second time, like a solid like 5 seconds, right? And then um then I fell off and rolled cuz okay. I didn't want to get stomped on. Right, again. right. Yeah.
0: Wow, that's psycho. It You're was crazy. crazy. Yeah. What, were you more nervous to do that or walking into the cage for the first time?
2: Bull, fi- bull riding.
0: That's so crazy. <laughs> yeah,
2: 100% bull riding. Really? Yeah, because at least in the cage, and this is something that like my very first coach before my very first fight ever said. He was like, are you nervous? And I was like, I don't know, It hasn't really hit me yet. He's like, yeah, don't be. There's a referee in there that's going to stop it before you die.
0: Okay, I was like, <laughs> that's comforting.
2: Yeah, I was like, well, I wasn't thinking about dying, but right. now yeah. I am. Yeah, so now thanks. I'm
0: nervous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: um, but I mean, that's actually the truth, you know, and I am trained to fight. Like I've already put myself in many scenarios. Right. Um, there is a referee in there to protect my health yeah. and theirs because yeah. I'm trying to kill them. You know, that's my goal. Yeah. So um, I feel very safe in yeah. the in an octagon comparative right right um, I actually felt less safe pole dancing than I do in the octagon what and nothing has been scarier in my whole life than riding a bull including jumping out of an airplane
0: oh don't even get me started with that I, I don't <laughs> know if you saw my post on story like, there's been two shark attacks in the last week uh, I saw
2: your post yes. one lady got <laughs> her
0: leg bit off and died in, in Mexico I think and uh-huh. then another one but she lost saved her a, daughter she saved her five year old daughter yes yeah but I mean, stay out of the fucking. I don't do the ocean. I don't do skydiving, and I don't fucking bungee jump. There's just no reason. The like, guy died bungee jumping. I posted that the other day. Uh huh. I don't do those things.
2: Don't do those things. No. I do those things.
1: Fuck those things.
2: <laughs> Chase, you do those things.
1: I do those things. You do? Yeah, yeah, I'd do it. Have you? Bungee jumped? Yeah. You have? Yeah, yeah. That's not so bad. Skydiving? I would skydive. I have not skydived yet. Out of your fucking mind. Yeah. How does
2: your spine feel when you're bungee jumping? That's the only, I haven't bungee jumped, but I always see like, you know, like the elongation of the spine and it's really scary to me.
1: Yeah. You know, it actually was kind of nice. You know, uh, it's like you, you bungee jump, you get to the, like what, the, the apex of like the stretch and like, you yeah. your that cracks a little bit and then you just go right back up. It's oh, fine. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. You can bungee jump off the stratosphere, right? Can you still do that or no? I've done yeah,
1: that. Yeah, that's the... That's not really... Not bungee that doesn't jumping. count? It's like oh. uh, they, they put you on like... It's like a zip line that goes straight down. But that's a little funky. There's like brakes on it. I don't know if I uh, trust I'm not that doing as that much. either. Yeah. yeah I
0: don't do one, roller coasters anymore. Safe. I don't even do roller coasters no. anymore. No. No, I'm not doing any of that shit. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. I understand. You'll see when you're 53, you'll be like, yeah, pump the brakes on that shit. I'm not doing I mean,
2: that. I feel like my job is very dangerous and I should always be cognitive of not hurting myself. Right. Because I can't be injured, so I can fight more. Correct. And then I go and do crazy shit like jumping off a 50 foot cliff. So oh, like, God, no. Yeah. uh uh-uh. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, no. You cliff <laughs> like, jump, cliff diving too? You do that?
1: I'd be cliff diving. Yeah. You know, comforts of slow death, John. <laughs> right, you ride a motorcycle, so you're like you're not the one I should be talking yeah. to. Of course, you don't he give said, a shit.
2: Comforts a slow yeah. I agree. Have you I been agree. on a motorcycle? Yeah, I have not personally driven a motorcycle, but I love riding on the back. I I'm i a, that's I'm a worse. great passenger.
0: See, I think that's crazier. No, I you have think you've no I, control.
2: No, as a passenger, you have a lot of responsibility to hold your weight properly. Because if you if that dude's going around a corner at like a hundred miles an hour and you're going you're shifting your weight the wrong way, shit's going crazy.
0: Yeah, I'm not like, doing any of that.
2: Yeah. I mean, there is a lot of like relinquishing trust. someone else in putting your whole life in their hands fuck
0: that which is why
2: i personally don't want to ride a motorcycle i trust them more than i trust me
0: oh because you're like speed freak like
2: no i'm just gonna fuck it up yeah 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 i'll fuck it up going slow (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what i'm doing on two wheels yeah yeah i I just figured it out on four
0: there you go (laughs) yeah i'm not doing that have you ever uh driven like a race car like around the track, there's a couple different tracks out here. Have you ever done that? That is a blast. I did I that have, for the first time. It was so much you? fun. Yeah, tell me. Just a couple months ago. Yeah. What kind of
2: car did you drive?
0: Uh, a Porsche uh, GT4. Oh
2: fucking way. Yeah,
0: it was fucking cool. I love that. And that's not even like the fastest one they make, but it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And I have the video. I keep forgetting I was supposed to have the guy. I did it at Dream Racing, and I'm supposed to have the owner on. And I dropped the ball. I got to see. I dropped the ball a lot with getting people on. Um, they say yes, and then I fuck, up, fuck it up. But um yeah, I was going to play the video because they video the whole thing, you know, from the, you know, in car camera or whatever. I'm literally burning my lip the whole fucking time. I'm like this the whole fucking time. Like, it looks crazy. I'm like, I, it's why I didn't post it at first. I was like, I look like a fucking idiot until it's, fi- I think it's five or seven laps. It wasn't until the last lap I look like a normal person driving a car. But I'm like, oh, fucking, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I didn't want to post it. I look like an idiot. Um, but I need to post that video. Yeah, yes, you it's, do. it's pretty wild. But that was fun. I've never gone. On that fast a car, like I don't even know uh, how. Fa- I think I was going to give like, me 150 or something. Like it didn't feel like it, like on the straightaway. Yeah, maybe faster. I don't even know. To be honest, uh, it says I just I don't remember on the video. But I was so focused on my fucking burning up, I, I didn't even see like how fast was I actually going. But right, it's fun. And you got this instructor. Probably
2: good that you were looking at the road and not the. Yeah, and,
0: and you have an instructor next to you, and he's basically telling you like hit the brake, hit the brake. Like you know, he's you can hear him. You're you're on a headset. And the instructors are like amazing. Like they tell you exactly what you need to do. And uh, it, it's really, I, I could be addicted to that real fast. Like oh, yeah. if it was up to me, it's kind of expensive to go. It was like a thousand bucks for like the seven laps or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or no, maybe not that much, maybe like 600, 600 bucks. Um, uh, I could be addicted. I, I could go do that every week and have a lot of fun. Like that would be yeah.
2: Now you understand why people soup up their cars and I go street do. racing and stuff. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I
0: never understood people that like they buy like a sports car and like they want to take it on the track and then but you got to like replace the tires and I was like that's so expensive. Like, why is it that big of a deal? Yeah, it's yeah. that big of a deal. It's literally that big like, of a deal. I get it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So so okay, you were saying how you have an instructor that's in your ear telling you when to slow down and yeah. break and all that. I was at the F one. Oh. Okay. Yes. And what I noticed. Which was crazy to me, and I don't understand race cars to yeah. this degree whatsoever. So excuse my ignorance. But there's a pacer car in front of them. Right. And there's a car that's going ahead of all the race cars. And he's not a fucking race car. Right. And I'm like, well, why is he there? And he's a pacer car, so all the other cars are like going at a certain But in my mind, I'm like, I thought this was a race. Well, that's just
0: in the beginning. That's just for like until the race starts. No, no,
2: no, bro. No? This is at like mile 30 or like, yeah, like whatever, like lap 30. Really? The pacer car was there.
0: Can you confirm? Do you know?
1: I don't know anything about F1, man. Oh, I don't know. I don't have answers for you. I don't know. Are
2: you sure? I don't know. I'm certain. Yeah, and I was so confused because I'm like, mm. why is this car in front of all of the race cars? And then like the one, two, three, four, five, like all those like you know. Well, wait. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Like if all of them can go faster, but won't go faster because of the pace car, like is this okay, wait. is this really a race? Or- no, no,
0: wait, wait, wait. So you might have seen him on lap thirty because there was a caution out or something. So like he'll come, that pace car will come back out if they're under like caution, like a yellow flag or something. I might be fucking this up too. So don't (laughs) yell at me. But like, let's say uh, if there's a a crash, this race still goes on, Sure, but they might be cleaning up the track. So then the pace car comes back out, meaning do not pass this pace car. And so everyone's just. Goes until they get the crash cleaned up. Then the pace car leaves. Mm. He doesn't stay out the whole race. I
2: don't know, man. He
0: comes back if there's like issues. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm right.
2: you're also talking to an amateur. Right. So I'm not gonna This is called the Blind
0: leading the blind. The blind's
2: leading the blind. Dumb right and dumber.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Talking I'm about F one. Sure We're it gonna right. upset a whole lot of people yeah. right now. It'll be here. good.
0: will they'll be in the comments. Like these two are fucking idiots. Yeah. <laughs> For real. When it comes to F one. When it comes to F1, was it fun 100%. watching that though?
2: Oh my gosh, yes. It was an I'm amazing mad experience. I didn't go
0: now. I, I didn't really care. I was like, yeah, the traffic and fuck it. And like then I watched but I watched the whole thing on TV.
2: You watched the whole thing on the TV. The whole
0: thing. Addicted. I'm so mad I didn't go and I'm definitely gonna go next year yeah 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 they sound cool it just was cool seeing them ripping down the strip like yeah it was cool it was
2: very cool and you guys you had like really
0: good seats too right like you were in yeah. a good spot
2: I was in a suite yeah which was fancy. wonderful. it was super that was, fancy, you were like actually, in
0: the yeah. ESPN suite or something one of right? those yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 that's really cool mm-hmm.
2: right next to the starting line and really yeah
0: wow I like. Yeah. It was All cool. Right. It was a yeah. cool
2: experience. F1 was awesome.
0: Yeah, that's yes. cool. Yes. And
2: I know that it's coming back to Vegas again, so you'll have another chance.
0: Yeah, definitely. Next year. All right, well this was fun.
2: Yeah, you're amazing. This was a
0: good time. No, you are.
2: Okay, I accept, but it's you're also you. amazing. Thank you. I'll take <laughs> yes. it.
0: Um looking forward to the next fight and let's have you on on the, uh, on, a, on a the victory lap. Your victory lap after you win the next fight. Vroom, let's, vroom. let's let's do this again.
1: 100%. All
0: right, gang. Chase, I don't know. Do you remember how to end the show? I mean, I'm just going to do that. All right, do